everyone, I'm Brandon Odo. And I'm Brian Bowling. And this is Critical Care Scenarios, the podcast where we use clinical cases, narrative storytelling, and expert guests to unpack how critical care is practiced in the real world. Hey everyone, it's Brandon back with another Turbo. I want to chat today about a, I guess, somewhat philosophical concept, but I think one that has a great deal of application to us in medicine and, you know, I think probably there are some lessons for life itself here too. The question here is how much value is to be found and whether you might actually be uh, overestimating the value of experience. We talk a lot about experience in medicine. Experience is the idea that as you do this work for longer, you accumulate experiences with patients and situations that can inform your practice and make you better, make you a better clinician because you've been around for a while, you've done it a lot, and you've uh, essentially practiced the practice of medicine for more time. And this is the difference between a fresh graduate and the 20-year clinician. Obviously, on some level, this is all true. Um, The more you've done things, uh, the more practiced you become at them. But I think there are nuances here and really pitfalls if you overestimate the value of experience that may not be obvious. And let me tell you what I mean. The whole idea that experience would be valuable, would have utility, is only borne out if the future resembles the past. In other words, if the next patient you see with, let's say, a certain disease resembles the patients that you've seen before with that disease. If that were true, then the fact that you'd seen those previous patients would be useful because you know something about the disease that you wouldn't have known had you not seen those patients. All those little subtleties and learned skills and observations and tacit learning that you don't necessarily learn um, from a textbook, uh, more practical things, Um, you have those in your armamentarium, in your history, in your learned knowledge because you saw those patients. However, patients are not all the same. Situations are not all the same. And it's probably just as possible here that the new scenario you encounter differs in important ways, maybe even in ways that exceed and outweigh the ways in which it resembles the patients you've seen. In other words, this patient may be more different than he is similar to the ones you treated in the past. And of course, everyone would acknowledge that. But what I'm saying is, because you've seen this before, you may overestimate your ability to predict what's going to happen. You may overestimate how similar this patient is going to be. Now, it is useful additional knowledge. It is, you know, one more stick to throw on the fire of your reasoning. Uh, The problem is that compared to the other pieces of knowledge you bring to the table, you are likely to overweigh this knowledge because it's yours. You're biased to believe your hard-won experiential knowledge above something you read in a book or in an article or you skimmed off up to date, or even that somebody else told you that was part of their knowledge, because it's yours. You saw it with your own eyes, it happened to you. 
you earned this knowledge with your, your blood, sweat, and tears. You know, all the more so if you came by it in some uh, unlikely scenario, something full of drama and emotion, maybe a surprise like a, a diagnosis or a complication that you, know, you didn't see coming. Those are, you know, those maybe one in a lifetime experiences that may be absolute flukes and yet are likely to change your practice forever. You'll hear people say things like, now I always, whatever, check for a cuff leak because this one time, I, you know, I, I didn't and then the airway closed up and the patient coded or whatever. This is like the most anecdote of anecdotes, the least evidence-based and robust piece of knowledge you can have, but because it came to you in a, a certain way which you find privileged, it, it, it got right to your heart, like the, that uh, conduit in the Death Star. It just went straight to the, the center of your reasoning, and you're probably never going to not believe in this thing. Sometimes this also happens in a shorter term and less dramatic way. Um, maybe for a particular patient, maybe you're trying to pull something off, something you're going to try to achieve something, and maybe you tried it once and you failed. So very routinely this will be things like, oh, we tried to wean off the sedation. And you tried that yesterday and the patient got real agitated and then you had to turn it back up. So then today you said, maybe we can wean off the sedation and maybe part of you or one of your staff or someone says, yeah, we tried that and it didn't work. Well, all right. What does that mean? Does that mean that it cannot work? That it will never work? That if we try again, we will fail again? Perhaps it is useful knowledge, but this is one of those situations where it's, it's very liable to be more misleading than helpful. Because if, if you believe in the lesson of this experience, what you're gonna do is just never try again. And that doesn't make sense. When failure occurs in a clinical context, there may be some lesson to learn there, um, but the lesson is not usually to never try again, and yet we don't like failure, uh, we don't like wasting effort, so that easily can be the lesson you learn when in fact, you know, if you had to weigh between uh, overlearning the wrong lessons and learning no lesson, sometimes I think the better answer would be to learn no lesson. You're almost better off not having the lesson of experience in cases like this. They're just too misleading. Or if you take the, the longer view, you know, look at those senior clinicians with decades of experience, you'd think that the more time you spend doing this, the better you'd get at it. And you can, and certainly in, in some ways you probably do, but don't you also see some people who are clinging to practices or concepts or teachings that are probably outdated? And by outdated, I mean there are are new ways which are probably better and are just their their ways of doing things are, are no longer really appropriate. I mean, times have changed and things have moved on. And yet, you know, they they spent the blood, sweat, and tears to learn how to do things their way. So of course they're gonna be biased to preserving them. You know, the those lessons of experience 
are, are such a part of them that their strong inclination is to find a way to preserve them and to continue to learn from them and make use of them, even if probably the best solution would be to discard them completely. You know, I don't want to make it sound like experience is um, kind of a universal bad thing. I mean, absolutely, it's of critical importance. I guess I just want us to pump the brakes a little and understand that it is not always of value and our bias when we weigh its contribution to our decision making is generally going to be to overvalue it. Um, Ted Lasso, the TV show, had a, had a saying that you should really try and be a goldfish. Goldfish, you know, a creature with a memory span of like a few seconds at most. Really, sometimes the best lesson to learn from experience is none at all. It's just to forget about it. Whatever you, you take to your core from remembering something happened, um, it may just be of no use. It, it may be best if you just forget about it, just have amnesia, and just move on, and then address a new situation as if it's for the first time. You know, when we consider other data that goes into decision-making, such as you know, medical research, we understand that you need, you need volume of data to really build a, a robust understanding of something. And if you showed me a study uh, with 10 or 20 patients, I'd say, I don't know what to make of this. It's just, it's just not enough patients. It's not enough data. And yet, you have an experience one time or a couple times, and you say, I know how this goes. You know, I know what's going to happen here because it happened to me once, at one time. Even if it was such a, a, a strong imprint upon your memory, one time. How can you say you think you know how it's going to go in the future? Now, if you've encountered something 400 times, now you're talking. Now that's usable volume, and you should still not extend that beyond its parameters. It's, you encounter something that's different, it's probably going to be different, but you know, perhaps within the bounds of what you've seen, that's pretty useful data. And again, the, the bias in your memory is always going to be to overweigh this stuff. There's the old joke that you know, when you hear somebody say, you know, in my experience, it means they've seen that thing once. And if they say, in my repeated experience, it means they've seen it twice. And if they say, you know, time after time after time, that means they've seen it three times. In other words, people want to value what's happened to them and kind of play it up and uh, weigh it to the, the, the maximal possible extent, you know, without actually lying. So just understand this bias you have. You know, imagine if somebody else was telling you about the experience that you've had in the past, how much would you value that? And realize how much less it would be because it was somebody else's experience. And even that, you're probably still overvaluing because we do value experience and stories more than data, even when it's essentially just a single datum. In other words, an anecdote. The final thought I'll leave you with is that everything I've said about medicine probably applies about life too. While there's much to be learned from experience, I think there's also much that can mislead you. And there are probably a lot of times 
if you're looking back on your memories and lessons learned and the you know twists and turns of your past, and you'd probably be better off if you could just forget about it. Yeah, it's part of who you are. I'm not saying that that's a problem. What I'm saying is that to the extent that you're using it to inform your future decisions, you should probably weigh more strongly the most important factor, which is often just chance. Chance and luck plays a bigger part in most of what goes on than we realize. And what that means is if you flip a coin twice, you're just as likely to get a different result. So there's a bit of food for thought for you. Try to go forth and be that goldfish and you know tackle each situation as if it were fresh while giving appropriate due to your experiences, but recognizing them for what they are, which is essentially anecdotes and just as likely to have no bearing on what's in front of you as it is to inform you. Talk to you next time.